at that point, um, it stood back up and it just turned around and booked it. Thanks for coming back to Bigfoot Society, your weekly cryptozoology focused podcast where I talk to a different individual in the cryptozoology field, authors, researchers, artists, all sorts of people. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please uh, go ahead, subscribe to this uh, podcast and rate us five stars as it helps us get more into the podcast stratosphere and get uh, better guests on the show. Also, if you're on YouTube, do us a favor like this video and subscribe to this channel. It doesn't cost a thing and it helps us get out there into the YouTube stratosphere as well. Be sure to leave what your favorite part of the episode was in the comment. This week I talked to my new friend Scott Tompkins from the Bigfoot Mapping Project. We talk about all sorts of stuff to do with Bigfoot conservation. We talk about Scott's uh, encounters with Bigfoot in New York State and in Texas. Uh, We talk about what it's like to lead the Bigfoot Mapping Project and uh, also about the cool app that they have and uh, what it's like to get crowd-sourced reports about Bigfoot. So really enjoyed this interview uh, with Scott. I've been really wanting to talk to him ever since uh, I saw him in the Beyond the Trail episode, Sawgrass Skunk Ape, which you should definitely check out on YouTube. But enjoy this interview I had with Scott Tompkins from the Bigfoot Mapping Project and have a enjoyable time. All right, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I've got uh, new friend Scott Tompkins here with me from the Bigfoot Mapping Project. How's it going, Scott? Very well. Uh, very happy to be here. Uh, awesome. Chatting before the show was great, so uh, get to know you a bit and very excited to meet everyone in the audience and get talking Bigfoot. Really excited. Sweet. Well, Scott, let's start out by uh, going over a little bit about you so our audience knows what they are in for. So I'll, uh, I'll look over your, your bio you sent over here. So Scott is the founder of the Bigfoot Mapping Project based out of Houston, Texas, uh, fueled by uh, an encounter about uh, 20 years ago while hiking in his hometown of Beacon, New York, and even further motivated today by a recent encounter while bow hunting in Texas. We'll talk about that definitely. He aims to leverage technology and crowdsourcing to enrich enrich the field of Bigfoot research, which is awesome. Uh, Scott uses analytical skills to share new maps and information with the Bigfoot community. So cool. Um, so just uh, what I know about you and uh, something that is is so cool is uh, I am a huge fan. I'm sure we'll talk about this as well. Of the Bigfoot Mapping Projects app is super cool. You know, I'm a big like iPhone guy and uh, it's just, it's amazing. Like you've got the map, but it, it's also like, I can see all the BFRO reports, right? But you also have it set up so that people can uh, submit reports, which is so cool. And like Thank hats you. off to you, dude. It yeah, that's awesome. a, that's actually a huge part of the project, right? It's um, the crowdsourcing part, taking it to the next level, everyone has a phone, everyone has apps, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my idea was uh, when building the app, all right, what's gonna be interesting? And I, when I first started the project, obviously I didn't have a database of sightings. So yeah. I hit the internet and found um, a database that I had already been reading in the past. And I thought about it, why don't I put this in the app uh, as some historical data, right? So uh, it's called Manjani's uh, 
the Bigfoot yes. database. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it. Uh, and it, uh, I cite him in the app just to make sure that people know where it comes from. Awesome. And uh, that data set to start off had uh, the FRO uh, sightings in it up to 2016. Okay. Um, and a bunch of other organizations from Kansas and Pennsylvania and Texas and um, Kentucky's in there, uh, uh, many, many places. Uh, so if you are clicking around, you'll see some URLs that go to other organizations' web pages as well uh, with different reports. So. It's wow. a pretty great database. Um, it's super good. So it, it was a great jump off point uh, to get the app started. And then uh, the really important part, like I was saying, is the crowdsourcing where we can start to build onto that and capture stuff from 2016 forward and really start to uh, capture the data in a more uniform database so I can perform a bit more analytical stuff on it with a lot of uh, a lot more information in a standard format. Yeah, it's it's super cool. Has there been a, uh, a favorite report that's come in through it that you're like, oh, that I can't believe that this only is out in the open because of something, some app that I set together, like that just blew you away or anything that comes to mind? There is one particular report in northern Idaho that uh, comes to mind. Okay. Uh, and when, when you zoom in on the map, you'll see uh, it was an elk hunter. Um, his wife posted it, actually. And uh, he captured some pictures of a footprint and it's quite large next to his boot in the photos. He's got about three photos that he submitted and it's um, a very interesting uh, posting. And it was one of the first. So uh, it really sticks out as a successful proof of concept for the app. And it was kind of a like, woohoo moment, you know, as people so- are using it and we're getting evidence. Yeah. So. Oh man. Um yeah, I don't, I don't purchase a lot of apps, but I was like, when I, when I heard, I looked it up in the app store and was like, I don't even care. Purchase, like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is a great investment. And like, it, it's, it's, it's very cool. Like I, I, I literally talk about it all the time. So Scott, like, hats off thank you. you. Thanks for making, thanks for making an awesome uh, tool for the community. And I, I can't wait. My pleasure. As uh, I, I mentioned before, uh, I'm involved with software. Uh, I like seeing how things progresses and I can't, I can't wait to see uh, what, what the future of the app is. It's, it's probably some very cool stuff. So me either. It's got a lot of ideas, um, a lot of stuff on the drawing board right now, trying to decide which direction to go. Yep. Um, one thing before we move on from the app, I'd like to yes. bring up is um, the website has mm. a web app built in where you can go visit and, uh, you don't have to purchase the app to get a lot of the functionality that's in the mobile app. It's all also on the website oh. for free. So okay. um, that way I know some people are averse to buying apps for a lot of good reasons. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all out there. Uh, and there was two reasons why I made the app. Uh, I set it at $2. One is uh, it, it funds, you know, there's software behind this and website sure. admin fees and that kind of yeah. stuff. So it's a nice way to kind of supplement that. And then, uh, like you said, some people look at at an app and go, oh, it's two bucks. I'm not going to buy that. So it's a good way to weed out people that would be making fake reports, right? So Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's not not free. So they're not going to go in there and make the effort, spend money to get in and make fake reports. So it's kind of another filter for folks who might be motivated to 
be trolls, right? So <laughs> Troll, trolls in the Bigfoot community. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about, Scott. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was the idea behind it. And I just don't like ads in my apps either. So um, it's a, a good way to keep. Oh yeah. Me. Hats off to you. I, you know, it's like, and it's such a good experience. Like, but that's a great, a great thought. It's like, it, it would be affected with, with apps or with ads in the app. So thank you for not putting it in there. And yeah, my, cool. it, no problem. Uh, I know how annoying ads can be when you're, you know, they're persistent. So uh, it was just a good way to keep them out of there and keep the experience better and really keep it all about Bigfoot and mm-hmm. the sightings, right? Let's let's rewind a, a bit. I always like to um, to kind of get the the background. And in your bio, you go over a few things. You allude to them. So tell me. Well, let's start here. So like. Is the encounter that we haven't talked about, uh, is that your introduction to Bigfoot? Like what, what sparked it? Or is there something even before that? Well, uh, my intro to Bigfoot growing up, I was at, when I had my first encounter uh, in Beacon, I was about 15 years old, 14, 15 years old, almost 20 years ago, maybe a little more than 20 years ago. Um, so obviously everyone's kind of heard the Patterson Gimlin film at that point, mm-hmm. I had seen it and seen some documentaries and different things. Uh, but I wasn't really hooked yet or mm-hmm. very interested in uh, learning more about Bigfoot. It was just kind of a urban myth to me at that point, uh, something people talk about. And when I was hiking with my friend, we were on top of Mount Beacon on the backside of it, going around a reservoir towards the fire tower. Uh, there's a fire tower on the top and it's kind of a very well-known trail now at the time 20 years ago it was just uh, you had to know about it kind of and go find it so we were rounding the corner and this tree starts shaking and there's also this guttural like deep 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 roar like there's no way a person wow could make this sound so and the tree was uh, a good way to measure a tree would be uh, it's called DBH diameter at breast height, which is how okay. they document trees when they're doing different studies and stuff. So this tree was probably 18 to 20 inches diameter at breast height DBH. So it's a big tree. It's kind of, kind of a, you know, a few years old and it was shaking all the way up to the canopy violently. So we looked at each other and we just booked it out of there. We were kids, you know, so we got a little scared and sprinted down the mountain. Um, that, that was the extent of the first sighting. Yeah. But after that, I was like, there is something out there. This mm-hmm. is unexplainable. I've up until that point, I'd never been so primally scared, right? Like this yeah. adrenaline oh, fight or flight. Sure. Hair standing up on the back of your neck type fear. And it just kind of awoke this curiosity of what is out there? What was that? And from there, I just always had it in the back of my mind going through school and college and working in the field and flash forward to, I guess, last year, COVID, right? Uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have a lot of free time now that I'm locked in the house. (laughs) What am I going to do? Right. And I'd always had the idea to build this database, right, for okay. uh, Bigfoot sightings and do crowdsourcing based on my experience, you know, in school and work. And so I built that and I I kind of started to nurture that and get really into making the maps. And then hunting season hit. So I kind of slowed down a little bit because now I had 
hunting to be occupied with. And I'm really mm-hmm. into getting out there and chasing whitetail. So, um, okay. I, I was hunting, uh, it was October. It was bow season. And, uh, this was just last year. So this is 2021. Right. Uh, and I was walking out after, uh, uneventful evening, didn't see anything. And it was just dusk dark enough where you could still see to walk the moon's out and where I hunt. It's, it's actually pretty, you can see if you know where a trail is, right. Um, if you're familiar, you don't really need a flashlight that well, uh, that much. So I was walking out and, uh, there's a lot of hogs there. So Mm. I look to my left and I'm on a river bottom. So the river, river, river bottoms to my left, there's a fence, like a barbed wire fence. And then there's a cow pasture on my right. So I was walking the fence line and I parked my truck kind of a, like a quarter mile away down the, um, down the pasture. And I got close to my truck, probably 30, 40 yards from my truck. And I look to my left and there's this mass, like a a shadow, kind of like a a hog or like a bear would look like, you know, dark. There's no bears in this part of Texas where I was hunting. So that gets scratched off the list. So I just thought, all right, that's a big hog. Let me just stand here and watch where it goes. It looks like it's probably going to go towards the river bottom. It's, they don't usually come out into the pasture unless they're crossing. There's nothing for them to eat or dig up. So I figured it was just going to hang out in the river bottom and kind of eventually catch my scent or just see me and mosey on off. So I mm. watched it for a couple seconds and then it stood up. Whoa. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was my reaction. That's exactly what I said was. Yeah whoa just like that just kind of deadpan mm-hmm. holy moly reaction just whoa oh, and this thing at that point i think heard me and it squatted back down oh. whether or not it saw me i really don't know but this i assume it did because it stood up and maybe wanted to make its presence known i don't really know um but when i said whoa it squatted back down like maybe he didn't see me, you know? Uh, and then I, another couple seconds went by and I'm thinking to myself, what do I, what do I do? What do I say? Like do it. <laughs> so, uh, my friends know me and I'm sure, uh, if I do any, a few more podcasts, I'll get better at it. But, uh, I usually have something to say, right? So I didn't, I was at a loss for words. And all I could think wow. to say was, I see you just like, you know, <laughs> Like I found you, I see you, yeah. hide and seek, you're it. But um, it probably didn't come out as strong as it sounds on the interview now. It was probably more like, I see you, you know, an up an octave higher. <laughs> right. And uh, I did the same thing, dude. I would right. Be, ah. <laughs> yeah, so I was definitely nervous. My voice might have cracked. Uh, yeah. Thank God people weren't there to witness that event. But <laughs> just Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> so uh, at that point, um, it stood back up and it just turned around and booked it and behind it, it was squatted behind like for lack of a better term, like scrub brush kind of grassy, everything in Texas, a lot of plants as particularly just uh, wild foliage has uh, Hmm. thorns, burrs, uh, vines. So it's really like a bramble patch out there when you're walking, you got your foot will get caught under vines all the time. And you just got to be careful. So uh, he took off to the woods behind him and it's thick. And all you just hear is, you know, branches snapping and 
steps going through the woods and uh, towards that there's uh, a river that uh, goes transects the property and just got dark and eventually hit the horizon as far as I could see. And, you know, once he was in the woods, he's pretty much gone. It just hurt him. And it was, it was an event. Uh, I'm pretty lucky. And, you know, I, once the adrenaline wore off, uh, it was between Cole and my fiance or my mom. And uh, the first person I called was my mom. (laughs) I was like, Hey, you're never going to believe what I I saw. Uh, And, it was just, uh, you know, the adrenaline wore off. I told my family and a few people. And then I, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, like I was saying, I just started this Bigfoot mapping project in 2020. Uh-huh. And now I have this sighting where it is. This was a big, big uh, creature. It had to be six and a half feet, seven feet tall. Wow. I'm a former athlete, former wrestler. So I like I wouldn't say I'm very in shape right now. I'm 35. I have a desk job. So, uh, you know, you know what happens working on a dad bod. (laughs) I, I I was in trouble. Like I would have been in a situation. Oh yeah. had this happen. So, um, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I started the Bigfoot. Of course now people are going to be like, yeah, yeah. The Bigfoot mapping guy had a Bigfoot sighting. What a coincidence, you know, but by sheer luck, I wasn't out there looking for Bigfoot. I was out there trying to, you know, get a deer. And You're looking for deer, yeah. Exactly. Uh, bow hunting, right? You said yes, yes, bow hunting. So can I ask some uh some follow-up questions? Just Shoot, curious. Sure. Yeah. So you're you're sitting there, you've got your bow with you. Was it a thing where like did you have the back and forth internally? Like, I've got the bow. I could oh. or not, it not for a so second. Quick, you were just like, whoa, bam. Well, not for, I never thought of shoot like, okay. Not for a second. I was like, this bow is useless. Uh, like, right. And my thought was as self-defense, not as a, uh, yeah, not as a, uh, a weapon to, uh, I'm not pro kill. A lot of people have asked me that because of the nature of the database and the location mm-hmm. and people are concerned that there's going to be people out there that have different intentions. And, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm approaching more from a conservation aspect. I get um, it. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question, no, I didn't, didn't really think, Oh, I can, I can reach from here. It's only 30 yards. But, mm-hmm. uh, and the second reason is once it's dark, I don't even think about putting a, uh, arrow. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Then that's uh, Bigfoot or not. That's just safety one-on-one. Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like, you're not going to take down Bigfoot with it. Air- I mean, well, maybe, I the way I see it is you're probably not going to take down Bigfoot with an arrow unless you're like not Hawkeye yeah. and you have like a anti Bigfoot arrow that like explodes or no. something. I don't know. No, but I'm not. Yeah, no. I'm good out to 30 yards when it's a deer. You know, okay. 30, 45 yards, um, confident, and I practice a lot. But I can't say that I would have been accurate if I registered that it was Bigfoot and I needed to defend myself. There's no way. There's no way I would have even as much as i would have been shaking you know yeah there's sure. no way i could have even <laughs> i would have been i would have been uh throwing it at him the whole bow that's about it um you mentioned it was it was darker so i'm guessing like probably didn't see much in the for features or anything no, like yeah i i wish like 
I yeah. replay that oh, and yeah. to really try to to really be able to answer that question, it would be a guess. And I wish yeah. I wish it was yep. just a little earlier. Oh man, because then it would have been lighter, and I could have distinguished color <clears throat> or hue at least. But what I did see was size, right? General mm-hmm. size. Yep. You yep. could I could clearly distinguish shoulders, like a big, huge head, like mm-hmm. huge head. Uh, and just a very solid looking, well, I've said this before, you know how gorillas sometimes when they stand up, they have like a pot belly. Oh yeah, sure. Yep. It, what that wasn't, it was lean. It was a, an athletic looking figure, right? Look, okay. Like, like a bodybuilder type, but long, long, long arms and huge forearms. And I could kind of see the hands, you know, cupped a little like a silhouette, but that's as good as it got, mm. just like a silhouette. Okay. Sadly. So I'm curious, did you ever, um, you know, being the guy who's always looking at, at maps and stuff, did you then after, let's say you had that sighting, mm-hmm. did you uh, look to see if there are any other sightings that happened in that area or was yours kind of like a, a one-off or? Weirdly, it is a sparse area, uh, okay. that part of Texas. Uh, I did go there and there's a couple, but Nothing that would draw me there by looking at a map at a high level. It wouldn't stand out to me as an area where I would think to go do any okay. type of exploration or research. Honestly, it it's kind of a surprise to me. And uh, it's very uh, low pop low population. For example, the cattle ranch that I hunt on mm-hmm. is uh, huge. It's 11,000 acres. So, uh, And I hunt a tiny, tiny part of it, 200 acres that I have permission to hunt on. Okay. And Texas is interesting, and I don't know if a lot of people know this coming from uh, different parts of uh, the United States. Texas is 95% privately owned land. So there's not really? a lot of, yeah, wow. there's not a lot of public land to go exploring. There's wow. like national forests and stuff like that. National Park mm-hmm. on the Big Bend is, I want to get out there. I haven't been there yet. But to get anywhere else in Texas, you generally have to be on a hunting lease or get permission. So mm. it's not surprising that there's not a lot of sightings because you just can't be on a lot of these places, which is interesting, right? So that means there's not a lot of people and what really could be out there. You don't know what, you know, it explains why there's not a lot of sightings and you need people to have sightings. So there's some could- weird stuff in Texas too. It's like, cause you got what, you got all these ranches where it's like dudes have um, like they bring in uh, animals, special animals. Like, oh, exotics. Yeah. yeah cool. Exotics. Right. So yeah. it's like, you, you have no idea what you're going to run into if you just, you know, no, no. yeah, it could be wild down the road, not far from where I hunt. There is a place called Eagle Lake and they right. have a high, it's called a high fence ranch. And it's right. uh, just like it sounds. It's got a high fence because these gazelles and Impala and water bucks and zebra wow. and all this stuff oh man can just jump uh axis deer sicka deer yep. yep texas has uh the most exotics in the u.s there's species that uh just to dive go down a rabbit trail for a minute yeah, there's ahead. um yeah. there are more of some of these species yep. in texas than there are in the rest of the world and exactly. it's that's so so wild. this this industry is keeping them uh from going extinct basically right just through hunting is really an interesting concept 
So anyway, sorry, I, I digress. That email is bigfitsociety at gmail.com if you'd like to if you'd like to comment. <laughs> What's that? I was just like, I'm sure some listener is gonna send me a comment on that. I'm like, it's bigfootsociety at gmail.com if you want to send me oh. a comment on that. Like, Bring it on, dude. Come on, let's let's yeah. party. Um, no, I'm cool That's with funny. that. I'm cool with that. Um what is the the main if you had to say what the main goal of the Bigfoot mapping project is, what's like your, your guiding light, your true North. It's like my mission statement. Yeah. Um, really? I should write that down. Actually. That's a great, uh, it's a great it's way a to great refine thing that to do. <laughs> Yeah. But starting out my idea, there's two, two facets. Um, really about this project. The first yeah. one is, learning more about this creature by capturing data and putting it all in one place. Right. So uh, when you have all of these different organizations doing a lot of hard work like BFRO or sure. uh, Texas Bigfoot resource or a bunch of them um, up in Washington, you name it across the country yep. and they all maintain <clears throat> these separate databases, uh, then uh, it's just the same concept as like, Homeland Security, when the FBI and the CIA and home and NSA all share their databases, you get better intelligence, right? Gotcha. So gotcha. that's the concept is bringing it into one place so we can learn more about Bigfoot and treat it like a conservation organization. So we can yeah. figure out what kind of forests we need to protect when we, you know, what hunting seasons impact uh, Bigfoot, yeah. what type of construction, what type of uh, how population growth, all these different things, how they affect the population of Bigfoot. And by bringing it all in one place, we can do that. So the first thing is to learn about Bigfoot and protect okay. the animal. Um, the second one is to feature what technology can do. Mm. Uh, modern technology can do for conservation or for any uh, anything you might want to use like GIS for it. I'm very pro GIS. So like, imagine I didn't know what GIS was when I went to college. I had no idea. Right. So I took it as an elective and fell in love with GIS. You can solve so many puzzles with it. You can do emergency management. You can do search and rescue. You can do conservation. You can do farming. You can do, you name it. Uh, we touch GIS almost every day. So uh, that's the second part of it is showing people, and uh, exposing what GIS is and what it can do. So two things I love, being outdoors, looking for, big, looking for Bigfoot uh, and GIS technology. I love Excel. I love statistics. I love, it, I'm a nerd yeah, actually at heart. It so. makes sense that it, it would be like, if you love that stuff, then and you love Bigfoot, like this just has to happen. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. It marries the two, and it mm -hmm. just hopefully it comes through that this is a passion project for me. I'm oh, not sure. doing it, not doing it uh, in disingenuously, right? This is mm -hmm. this is all about uh, analyzing the data and getting interesting, useful insights out of it. So awesome. and sharing that, right? Nice. It's important to share that. Um. Be so, you know, being uh, like, uh, you know, we're both Bigfoot nerds, right? We're, <laughs> we're into it. Um, have because of this project that you're doing, had there been any like uh, cool like collaborations or, or partnerships or like, you know, some, you know, some guy was like, oh, that's awesome. And you're like, holy mackerel, you're this dude. And like, this is blowing my mind. Like, you know, there's been a, a couple actually. Okay. Um, 
I'll start with one who we both know, Alex Petikoff. Yeah, uh, Alex Petikoff is so cool. I love. I couldn't Petikoff. go an episode with. I just talked so to him good. there, so, so good. I couldn't go an episode without bringing him up. He's a great guy, yeah. and he's like a. I was thinking about it after the episode, and he's like a Bigfoot encyclopedia. He is it is dude. I mean, for sure, int- interesting yeah. stuff. History of everything. I, I yeah. will be mid conversation. He's like, oh, that reminds me of this sighting from. You know, 150 years ago, and he'll remember the guy's name. And so smart, and it's, he's really an interesting person, actually. Yeah. Um, so he reached out, and we've done a few different collaborations. One of them nice. w- was his Florida series that he's got going on for On the Trail of Bigfoot, which uh, I won't say any spoilers, but I uh, I did help him with some maps and some uh, stuff so for cool. him. When I, and, when I saw that. Uh, just to to rabbit trail for a quick second and then we'll go back for to it. it. I love rabbit trails. When, when I saw uh that beyond the trail, I think it was saw sawgrass right. Cave, that one. And uh-huh. you were like, Oh, I was like, Oh my goodness, Bigfoot mapping project. Like this is going to rock. And it rocked real good. Like I was so happy about that partnership. And like, he kind of made it a little like Sasquatch out of the shadows at the beginning with the interview between you. Yeah. Guys. I was like, this is awesome. And then I was like, Holy mackerel, I got to get Scott on real quick because <laughs> people are going to watch this because a lot of people watch those things on Small Town Monsters. Uh, it's yeah, so, like, it's going to be hard to talk to this guy because everyone's going to be like, bam. And I was like, I got him. So, yeah. Oh, right. uh, I'll come back I'll, in, anytime. Any, you're right. one of the first cool, people man. I followed when I created my Instagram account <gasps> for Bigfoot Mapping Project. I found you instantly. So, yeah, Thanks. Thanks. I, it's I'm it's actually me wanting to talk to you it's, just, ah. it's not the other way around so <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here you tricked me <laughs> so who it's else the long con the long con dude that's how you get the good interview swing <laughs> um just kidding uh so who who else uh was kind of blowing your mind when you were like oh man this is crazy I get, i'm talking to this dude or uh, a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people yeah. are really nice and they reach out. That's awesome. It's been some uh, big data professors from different university oh, wow. universities really? have reached out. And oh, there's man. one, one that really stands out. And I mentioned this on Monday um, yeah. is do- uh, Dr. Meldrum reached out and asked me to write an article for his uh, big fo- uh, oh, relic wow. hominoid inquiry. And oh, I was, man. I really thought I was being uh, like, uh, you're punked. being honked. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, You're like, is this really Dr. Meldrum? Right. Uh, he's the nicest dude, though. He is so, so nice. nice. Yeah. Like ridiculously nice and down to earth and yep. very interesting to speak with. And um, I've done a couple things for him uh, back and forth. Uh, wow. I think he has. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but I made a couple mm-hmm. maps for him and he has some stuff coming out. Whether he's whether he'll use the maps or not, I don't know. Right. But um i'm looking forward to seeing what he does with them so no spoiler hopefully some yeah, good no stuff spoilers. even if it doesn't get released then you can be like ah meldrum has dr meldrum has maps of mine in his private collection ah it's even crazy think, think of that about, right <laughs> oh that yeah. would blow my mind dude yeah Man. it's all um it's a little bit surreal because this was a concept i've been thinking about for years and to see how it's grown over the last almost year and a half, roughly. Um, and the reception from most people is great. Uh, I also, I gotta say it. There's some really funny trolls on Instagram that just crack me up. I like the comment. I, I like to go back oh, and forth and yeah. joke with them because 
It's they're pretty witty. They're funny. Oof. But the uh, overall, yeah. overall, the people that I get to interact with and meet and um, start to talk and have different conversations with, they're all very nice, uh, very mm-hmm. supportive, and they all have great input and questions. And fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's been a great experience. I hope it stays that way, right? Um, but it's been great. So That's yeah, cool. to answer your question, if you let me talk, I'll talk. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I don't, I don't know how this would translate, but have you? Is it ever a thing where maybe the Bigfoot mapping project would show up at like a, um, like a, a Bigfoot festival or a convention? Maybe like Christmas definitely Con? has it definitely. before? I guess maybe already. Uh, we haven't yet. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't had the opportunity or really the uh the idea to do that i i got invited to the alaska um oh yeah bigfoot yep uh, festival nice. conference yep and, and near denali and um i was gonna fly up i actually made them a web app for their conference oh, cool. so everyone there could have like an interactive experience and i featured just alaska i don't feature alaska a lot uh, and so i made a very special map for them because we went back and forth and they were great. So uh, I, it was just spur of the moment, kind of couldn't get off of work. That's oh, if I could do this full time, I'd be all over the place. Let me tell you, but uh, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day mm-hmm. I, w- I would go van life very quickly. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. If I, I, I wouldn't, but like for you, that would be so cool. It would do be you, ideal. Fam- that would, well, I guess you can do it as a family dude, but yeah. We'll see. Um, I'll start. I'll start with. Uh, I got to get my uh, podcast studio shed going. So, yeah, as we were talking about before, it, it's coming someday. So, yeah, you know, it'd be cool yeah. if you did like a storage container one, soundproofed it. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be. Oh, yeah, it could work though. It could yeah, work. Great studio. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, you've done uh, special stuff for other people. You've done some stuff for the uh, Emily, right? Yes, I have. Yep. Oh, cool. Forest Fleur. Yep. Uh, I made a web app for her. And uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll make her maps for her Instagram account or her. She had a Patreon, I believe. So I would make stuff yep. that she'd release kind of there first for her community and then put it out. And we actually had a great, I think she was my first podcast interview. So if you go I back guess. and listen to that, all you hear me saying is, um, uh, um, uh, because I was nervous, right? I, <laughs> When, when everything you say is recorded, it's kind of is a whole different, wow. uh, you know, experience. So you kind of just apply that filter a little more. And I'm a New Yorker at heart. So you, I got to be careful with, you know, no way. My, my natural tendency to be not safe for work. <laughs> no, I love so, your accent. Your accent definitely comes out. I'm from Western Mass originally. Then I moved out to Iowa. Like, okay. uh 10 12 years ago but like yeah the new york accent is so fun to uh but um kind of really going backwards a little bit though but beak what area is beacon in is that adirondacks or where is that at uh beacon's in the hudson valley uh the hudson highlands actually it's um really it's about an if you're familiar with west point uh military academy right on the hudson river beacon's on the east side of the hudson river about an hour north of New York City as the crow flies. Uh, it's just north of the widest part of the Hudson River. I think it's like five miles wide. And okay. uh, it's off of uh, 84. 
uh, I-84. Yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. from Western Mass, 84, you can yeah. uh, kind of get there. Um, so Beacon is actually, it's a great town. Uh, I miss it every day. My parents mm. and folks and my brother still live there and the rest of my family, extended family. And it's got uh, wonderful hiking. It's got creeks and waterfalls. And uh, it's the best of both worlds. You can hop on a train and get to New York City really oh, quick. Gosh, or you can go hike to the top of the mountain at the fire tower, like I was talking about, and see the New York City skyline from the top of the mountain. So definitely. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. I will be a tour guide for Beacon in a heartbeat. Uh, I'm very, very pro Beacon. Uh, it's great. You know, it's a great small town full of art, full of coffee shops and uh all kinds of stuff my parents actually if i'm if i may plug them they have a uh yes have, please anything you want to they were recently rated the best donut in new york state they're uh glazed over donuts and beacon yeah you, in you the gotta whole go state in the whole state yeah really yep you gotta go including you gotta go. new york city i'm actually kind of lucky i don't live there That's because amazing. i'd be 400 pounds uh, you wow. know what, so. what's the name of their shop it's called glazed over donuts yeah okay that sounds like so. it should my uh, okay so sorry sorry i digress uh, no again. i i'm i don't want to give too much away about <laughs> uh so let's just say maybe i i do watch some food network okay um, but it's that sounds like i wonder if they are have they been on the food network at all or no they've been in a bunch of uh okay. different magazines and stuff but um yeah it's oh, you know, my so mom it's a mom and pop shop right now yeah if, if you go in there my mom will be in the back my dad's at the cash register so. i love it i love it i <laughs> so we get out there sometimes so i will have to keep that in mind and you never know maybe uh be like dude your your son is great at making bigfoot maps yeah. <laughs> good if work, you tell guys. them that they'll load you up with donuts so oh like yeah a secret it's pass a race there you go a win-win so let's talk about this if someone's if someone asks you hey what is Bigfoot, because this is always an interesting mm. question to throw out because it can go so many different ways. Oh, you asked some uh, good questions. This is this is one I've been asked before. You. Yeah. yeah, you've been doing this a while, haven't you? But uh, a little bit. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Bigfoot, uh, I approach it more from a biological conservation type environmental science background. Um, and mm. I think Bigfoot is likely a primate uh, that is, yeah. I wouldn't say as intelligent as we are humans, mm -hmm. but uh, like they don't make their own tools, for example, but maybe they can learn to imitate us. You know, you don't see Bigfoot, you know, they'll, they'll hit sticks and do tree knocks and stuff and throw things. But generally there haven't been many reports of Bigfoot using tools in other ways. Right. So that I'm aware of that I've read. So I don't think that they quite oh, you're reach. Correct. Right. Uh, uh, I hope so. <laughs> out of everything I've read, at least I can, at least I can say out of everything I've read, I haven't, haven't come across them being a tool using tool creating type uh, intelligence. So, we'll leave it as there might be people that disagree with us. And that's sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. This is just, you know, you're in, Bring By all it. means, this is this is the opinion <laughs> yeah, I formed based totally. on what I have experienced and yep. and read. So I'm exactly. very open to being wrong. I'm very open to hearing and listening to other people's opinions. But totally, I think they're somewhere in between uh, orangutan and uh -huh. uh, gorilla intelligence or chimpanzee and us somewhere in between. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much right there 
right there with you. Um, I, I just love, and I've talked about this a few times, but I just love all the stuff that the Olympic project is doing. And it's like the, the thing that gets it gets, does it for me is just like, when I think uh, this is talked about in Seth's doc about um, um, the uh, discovery one, and it's just like, you know, you've got these nests out there and right. they brought in like people from zoos, primatologists, and just the fact that they looked at the maps in, or they, no, they looked at the nest in the past <laughs> and they're like, uh, that's what gorillas and right. stuff do in the zoos. I'm like, that's it. Game over. Game over. Right? Kids. I'm dying to see. Yeah. Uh, I would love to be out there and actually just set eyes on the nest. I've ever since I heard of that, I've been fascinated yeah, by that. Um, actually, speaking of the forest floor earlier, she did something with Josh, I believe. Oh, yeah. BMW Bigfoot Maps, where I talked to him last week. Yep. Right. Right. I listened to it actually. Uh, oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fun. He's a really cool dude. He's a great guy. He's super, yeah. super, uh, super smart, super supportive. Uh, we kind of collaborate here and there. We definitely talk back and forth. And mm. I think he did a map for Emily where mm -hmm. he looked at Huckleberry. And that reading about that was a very interesting yes. insight, right? I didn't know any yep. of that. So um, it's really interesting just to the correlation they made between uh, Huckleberry and the nesting sites and uh, that it's a birthing aid and Really interesting. I did not know any of that. So it started to even crazy advance my insight on that. So and stuff I was trying to figure out. It, it'll be in, we've been talking since that episode. And because I did find a uh, a dog man database. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, put together by Timothy Renner uh, huh. from. Um, I can't think of the words. Never mind. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> so many like people like, come on! It's the dude that has the podcast about like the uh, kind of paranormal type of Bigfoot. This is terrible. I can't remember it anyway. Oh man, I'm sure I've listened to it. Oh, I know good. I have because I, I listen to podcasts while I work, so I'll skip yeah. through all. Of them. I guarantee you, I've listened. It'll come to me. One of us. Uh, yeah, it will. We... It will. Um, but so he made he made a database, and um, so uh. Um, Josh is uh, seriously looking into like maybe making a map with it. For I think that's a great idea. Be I, awesome. I, there's, I think there's a lot of overlap between yeah. Dog Man and really, I'd never heard of Dog Man until I started the Bigfoot Mapping Project. Mm. I didn't know. And so as I was going through different reports, this started to come up. And then uh, I, it, there's a lot of ambiguity between reports where it's like that could be a bigfoot you know or what did they really see you know i'd love to see that and then proximity to bigfoot sightings would be really interesting insight when you so you're getting reports all the time do people are people do they send you stuff that's not bigfoot and like so you're they send you reports of other stuff like uh, uh non-bigfoot cryptids or like dog not, pretty much all bigfoot pretty much all bigfoot i've been i've had a lot of requests to maybe add uh, like another category for other cryptids or supernatural stuff um like ghost hauntings and things like that and uh maybe one day down the road i'll i'll create another website uh that does that but okay 
this is really my passion. And I, I really worry about getting too distracted. It's called scope creep, right? Like, yep. Yep. I, I want to focus. Yeah. Yes. I want to, yeah, I want to yeah. do, uh, I want to do this and do it well and really focus on providing something that's, uh, semi-professional right this this is something that's going to be authoritative hopefully in the bigfoot community and if i if i spread myself too thin and focus on too many things i just wouldn't be doing quality work so uh, that's i agree with you i think it's a good idea but i'm just not ready to do that yet i think i think you're definitely on on the right track where it's like focus on being you know really establishing yourself um it i i have in my opinion like it's already there it's just getting better all the time where like thank you, you are like you know <laughs> That's a nice compliment for bigfoot rip reports and making a map out of it and like no one you know it's it's tough it's tough to be for sure um i will say for listeners that were like maybe listeners are like oh, i wish there was a map out there kind of similar but like it included other stuff uh, you may want to check out uh, Liminal Earth, which mm. is very cool. Um, some guys, uh, a group out of uh, the Pacific Northwest, uh, Washington area, I believe. Uh, but I'll be uh, I'll be interviewing them in a few weeks or cool. months. Who knows? Um, <laughs> right. I forget the date. I'm as I told you, I'm booked out till uh, mid June. That's so impressive. It all kind That's... of just goes together, but. Um, that will be really fun. So I think it's liminal.earth if people want to check uh, check that out. But um, I'll definitely check that out. For That's sure, cool. for sure. You you kind of alluded to it uh, already. Are are you a big uh, a big reader? Yes. Uh, I, I, so I I listen to them on Audible oh, okay, half cool. the time because yep. if I'm not listening to podcasts uh, while I'm working, I'm listening to audio, audio books. Uh, nice. So it's just, if it's too quiet, I can't work. So I need some kind of uh, ADD distractor going on. Yep. And uh, yeah, actually, I just, it's funny you mentioned um, the uh, Olympic project. Mm. I just listened to a book called The Cold Vanish by, mm. uh, it'll come to me, the author's name. But they really, uh, up near Crescent Lake in Washington, they not only are they cool guys, they're super nice guys. They helped a father look for his lost son for a really long time. His son had gone on a hike in the, uh, the Olympic rainforest. Oh yeah. And, uh, got lost and they couldn't find him for a long period of time. And he basically lived there while he was looking for his son and they treated him like one of their own by all accounts in this book. So, it's um, I bring it up because one of the things this father did was meet with a woman who said she talked to Bigfoot uh, wow. in this book. And I did not, I pick up this book because it's, it just happened to come up on like a, a reading list that okay. I look at and I didn't expect it to hmm. have anything to do with Bigfoot or the Olympic project or anything like that, but all, all roads lead to Rome, I guess. And Yeah. It was really interesting. So it actually like brings in the Olympic project. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's by name, truthfully, okay. but they like describe. No, right. I got you. Yeah, they describe their their building. And hmm. uh, if you know about the Olympic project, it's right. natural that you'll assume it's them. And I mean, these guys, they, okay. he talks about them knowing the, the forest and 
like the back of their hand and right. getting out there and helping search exactly. and do all yeah. these nice things that they don't necessarily get credit for. So if I can be one of the people that brings that to light and sheds, you know, yet another ray of sunshine on what kind of people they are, uh, it's my privilege to do that just by way of reading that book. So yeah, they're really great guys. Never met them, but uh, I just thought it's worth sharing that account uh, about them. That's cool. I, I've never heard of that book. I'm going to look it up. Um, yeah, I forget really who wrote it. It was a very good book. Very good book. It's so yeah. Audiobooks are great. I love them. It, the tricky thing is like, but there's like some real of the really older Bigfoot books and I've never looked, yeah. but I'm pretty sure like they're not on audiobooks. There might be a, uh, a market for that but uh, <laughs> someone wants maybe to. i know what to do uh you know with yeah. my next bout of free time <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah exactly <laughs> oh yeah i'm the same way like I, I desperately uh have to stay focused on this or i'll just like go shiny object syndrome and yeah this is great uh, I, I sit down in front of i have dual monitors at home because i work from home sometimes and uh i'll sit down after work and i'll have dinner and then i'll come back and i'll crack a you know, I, I like uh, there's beer. I like it's called Montucky cold snack. I'll crack one of those. And just <laughs> nice. Make a, you know, just start to dabble a little bit and start an idea, like read stuff and then follow that little path to a new map, right? A new insight, a new idea. And it's fun. It's just a nice outlet to be able to uh, make these maps and share them with folks and that come up awesome. with interesting insights uh, or at least stuff that I wouldn't think of all the time. Hmm. Good, good stuff. Um, this is putting you on the spot. Um, are you well? Did you did you do a screen share with Alex? I did. Okay, yeah. listeners, how about this? Because we're actually surprisingly we are near almost near the end. But I will tell you this yeah. much: uh, uh, if you're not listening to Alex's show, Sasquatch Out of the Shadows, you, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, Scott was just on Alex's show and, um, I need to go listen to this one myself because if I'm interviewing the people, I don't listen. I, oh just, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. But, um, yeah. Go listen to Scott's episode on there. And, um, he will kind of, it sounds like maybe do a little walkthrough of, uh, the Bigfoot mapping project on the screen, which is really cool. Yeah. We actually, um, I pull up listeners were asking, questions and i pulled oh, up nice. a, a, a few cool. maps that i had made to answer their questions it was really uh wow oh i got you. a That's lot cool. of fun That's i had cool. such a fun time talking to people that maybe i never would have had the the chance to talk to it was awesome it was a great time this is a great time i i'm having a great time i'm learning a lot and uh i've been busy i've been busy lately but this is great do you have like a um uh, a, like a bucket list of places that you want to go to uh, Bigfoot related. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ocala, Florida is one of the top places. Oh, uh, interesting. It's a hot spot that uh, I picked up on when I first started the analysis that I was doing. That's a huge one for me. Uh, it was unexpected. I, I naturally drift towards the Pacific Northwest and mm. uh to find a place that is a hot spot outside of the PNW, uh, it wow. wasn't what I expected. But there's a lot of skunk ape reports, and uh, okay. it was very interesting. So Florida is a huge one. Uh, I love Florida anyway. So um, I think that's one of the bucket list places 
There's uh, a little town called Strawberry near the Stanislaus National Forest in the Sierra Nevada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In California okay. that I okay. really, really want to go to. Um, mm. And then there's uh, Alaska is top of the list, too. I, there's few, totally. much fewer sightings, but there's some real quality reports up there. And I think the nature of the um, the reports are just so different from the the lower U.S. that I mm. think it would be a great experience. So, um, so were there were there a ton of reports around Strawberry then, or oh yeah, it's a hot spot for sure. Really, mm-hmm. I gotta look into that. That's you know, um, I I know that area is is crazy when I think Stanislaus, but. Um, yeah, I'll have to. Um, I bet if I bring up the the map, yeah, it, check it out. In that area, it'll probably all be there, right? Yeah, I'm happy to uh, remind me. I'll make a I'll make a companion post on Instagram for nice. stuff we mentioned in the show here. Totally, I'll re-listen to it and I'll compile everything and just make a companion post that and, oh, and you're cool, dude. Put everything cool, into dude. a post so people can go refer to it when they're listening to the show. I love that. For sure. Yeah, Thank my so pleasure. Much. Yeah, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um. So Scott, what is uh, the best ways that people can keep up to date uh, with what you're doing with the Bigfoot mapping project? hundred percent. The best way is Instagram. Uh, I post everything there. It's kind of my outlet. I don't really do. I try, I have, there is a Facebook group. I'm not great at keeping up with that. Uh, I think it's just the nature of the, the maps that I produce. It's much easier to share them on Instagram. It's uh-huh. a good platform for that type of media. So uh, I don't do Twitter. Uh, maybe I should. I'm not sure. But um, pretty much an Instagram poster. And if if you really want to get in touch with me, feel free to email me. Uh, it's scott at bigfootmap.com. If you okay. need, need anything, uh, help with the website, have questions, have stuff you want to share, uh, anything, need to reach out. That's That's specifically what that email is for. Nice. But Instagram is the way to go. Yeah, uh, it's it's the easiest way. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so much for for coming on tonight and chatting, Scott. This has been super fun. And everyone, go uh, go pick up, get the Bigfoot mapping project on your phone. Seriously, do it. <laughs> I have it. It's so good. So thanks again, Scott. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes five stars as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on iTunes. Uh, That will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows. Uh, Also, if you have any Bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters, please send your stories and Uh, audio and photos, whatever you've got over to BigfootSociety at gmail.com. If you'd like to become more involved with Bigfoot Society and get some extra content, we do have a Patreon uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things. For example, for $7 a month, you get extra Bigfoot Society content, uh, usually interviews, but other things as well. You get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that I send to you in the mail. You get access to the Bigfoot Society after show, which is an extra interview after the main interview with the weekly guest. And usually they are up for uh, Patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me. And you get to ask your 
question live to them and get an answer from the guest, which as you've seen what guest we've had in the past, this could be a really big deal. There's also a private Discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one-on-one and the community there, and that's always a great time. You can find the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Uh, we're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways and appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology-based interviews. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.